Welcome to the IEEE Digital Reality Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. In this podcast, Kathy Grice, Senior Program Director of IEEE Future Directions, provides highlights of a panel discussion she moderated at the recent Augmented World Expo, discusses the IEEE Digital Reality Initiative's charter, and gives an overview of focus areas for individual stakeholders to join the community and get involved in helping shape this exciting technology space. Attending the Augmented World Expo in 2018 is a first-time experience for me, one that I thought was very energizing, a lot of attendees, uh, all with a passion and interest in the areas of augmented reality, virtual reality, and um, uh, just very wonderful experience specific to the panel that I organized and moderated my intent for the panel is to really invite subject matter experts that are not necessarily experts in that specific field, but to provide a diverse perspective and range with their perspectives and opinions and predictions, perhaps to future advances in technology uh, uh, in the areas. And in particular, uh, Connor Rusamano came to mind. Uh, Connor, I think, is um, up and coming. He founded his own company with his advisor from Columbia University to help advance people that uh, incurred brain injuries. Uh, He had the foresight to leverage technology, but also uh, addressing human factors and human needs uh, simply by creating uh, essentially a skull cap with sensory devices and to help stimulate and um, uh, facilitate the recovery, faster recovery of people that receive brain injuries. Connor provided a, a really cool perspective from a technologist viewpoint. I also had Jay Iorio from IEEE Standards Association. Uh, He has um, uh, depth uh, and experience in terms of the overall uh, VR, AR aspects, and in particular focused in uh, social impacts and ethics and uh, overall standardization to uh, really provide a balance for uh, standards and policy across this field. Also of interest to the panel, providing a really diverse perspective, one that does not think about when it comes to technology, is from the legal perspective. Brian Lawson is an attorney in practice. Brian provided quite an interesting perspective uh, in terms of uh, policy and ethics, uh, legal implications that are related to any firms that go into this uh, area of technology. The last panelist I had was B.C. Behrman. Uh, B.C. Uh, is really high in terms of just the overall social implications uh, to uh, overall society. We had very interesting questions that resulted from that, and in particular of note was the question on impacts of use of this technology to young children, in particular ages 12 and under, 
and what does that do? There was a, a, a interesting conversation on the overall education, leveraging this technology, and what, not just from a technology perspective, but actual social and human interaction. I think then over time, uh, these are all relevant aspects and one that we should really uh, take note. And uh, one of the things that I should, we can do is, is really to partner with others to identify areas that are of potential concern perhaps, as well as areas of opportunity to not just leverage the technology itself, but also how it relates to human factor, social implications, ethical implications, and legal implications. Uh, I was fortunate enough to attend the opening session where we had a speaker from uh, Pixar, which I thought was uh, very relevant and um, had applications that extended beyond his particular topic was uh, from a, a Pixar animation. He talked about the thought process, the design process, and then the actual production process behind movies like Coco uh, and Up, uh, Inside Out, which I thought were fascinating. But the most relevant thing was the, the talk about leveraging technology and creating storytelling. I thought was more than just applicable to animation and the production of uh, an animated movie, for example. Uh, he really pushed the idea of creating an overall arching story with the beginning, middle, and end which I think is something that people can use as a best practice to apply in any type of endeavor that one would take. The IEEE Digital Reality Initiative started out about three years ago with the focus on digital senses in terms of the human interaction. What we've done is expanded that coverage to, and we are now calling it digital reality, uh, anything that we consider dot dot reality dot dot augmented reality virtual reality 360 degree media mixed reality uh, all of these comprise of what we now are calling digital reality ieee is viewed in my opinion as a, a trusted source unbiased and we feel that we're in a position to provide a value add to not just within IEEE, but also outside of IEEE to identify the need and um, to advance essentially uh, the technology itself and to uh, provide visibility uh, in, in terms of what we can do to, to help advance that technology. The Digital Reality Initiative is not the first type of initiative that IEEE has started. It's one of many. As a matter of fact, we've started a lot that have since concluded and put into the overall IEEE infrastructure. These are all under the stewardship of Future Directions. Future Directions has facilitated numerous initiatives 
the first being Smart Grid. Uh, most recently, we concluded uh, initiatives on big data, Internet of Things, and cybersecurity to name a few. Getting back to the Digital Reality Initiative, I think that this is a great opportunity. What we do is uh, take a look at what current, emerging, and future technologies where IEEE can provide a value add and become thought leadership. We recognize that the areas of AR, VR, now called XR as well, um, was an opportunity for us to engage, which is then why we created the Digital Reality Initiative. We're fortunate enough to have multiple chairs that represent across industry and uh, academia, and uh, you're welcome to check out the for more information with our web portal, digitalreality.ieee.org where there's a lot of information, there's the opportunity to sign up for our technical community to stay connected. One does not have to be a member of IEEE to join. And there's also a sign-up sheet, a contact form if you had specific questions or comments. We welcome a lot of people to contribute, to participate, and just to find out more information and to simply learn more about the initiative. In particular, one of our goals of the initiative is to look at new and innovative areas that IEEE can provide. In this case, we've identified an opportunity area, and we've now called it Artificial Reality Exchange, DRX to be short. It's a um, platform that is web-based with the hope of creating a hub of virtual reality and augmented reality suppliers, which enables enterprise providers and customers to connect with each other. For example, um, you may have somebody from the automotive industry who may not necessarily have the necessary expertise in this particular area, but they know they have a need that they want to add as a feature, perhaps to their next generation automobile. And then you have a, a provider on the other end that's an expert in that space. They may not necessarily know who to connect up. The intent of DRX is to provide the connection to service um, both uh, the manufacturer and the supplier. And uh, it's not just the uh, supplier and manufacturer, but, but also perhaps um, uh, the customer as well. Another area that uh, we're going into is to provide a common methodology and technology outlook on the overall areas of digital reality. And really the key component, I think, that IEEE provides is collaboration not just within all the different societies and councils and standards association within IEEE, but also just as important, the external groups uh, that can provide input into the overall process. We're hoping to partner with groups like VR First, Augmented World Expo, to name a few. Lastly, we're looking at them as a way to feed and facilitate 
creation and definition of that common methodology and technology outlook is an industry summit where we hope to bring together industry VR, AR suppliers of services and products and marry them with the experts that we have from IEEE with the, who have the industry knowledge but may not necessarily have the technology experience. Uh, for example, we have the IEEE Power and Energy Society experts who do not necessarily have expertise in VR and AR, they have a need to work on products and services that are dependent on VR and AR technology. We have quite a few areas of need that extend beyond automotive that I said earlier. The power and energy would be, for example, power utility grids, but you've got potential capability here that uh, also go into like a motion picture and television uh, industries. Thank you for listening to our podcast with Kathy Grice. Discover more about the IEEE Digital Reality Initiative by visiting our web portal at digitalreality.ieee.org.